0: This is episode 309, and today we're chatting about the structure that I recommend when doing a bone broth fast, whether you're doing a one day all the way up to five day. Now, I should preface, and I think I also say this in the recording, so bear with me. It's very important that you understand why you're fasting and whether or not fasting is appropriate for you. If you have experienced amenorrhea or you believe that any of your hormones, including cortisol, progesterone, uh, DHEA, if any of these hormones are low. Also estrogen, I wouldn't recommend doing a fast or doing a bone broth fast or really fasting adrenaline. If you need support and understanding where your hormones are at, or you're looking for more one-on-one support, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com and at the top there's a little shop icon there. You can click that and check out my one-on-one coaching. Send me a message and let me know if you're interested in working one-on-one um, to just have somebody guide you through that because I really, really, really don't want to recommend a fast unless your body is ready for it and it's something that you would benefit from because if you do a five-day fast and your hormones are low, it's just going to cause more issues with your hormones. So with that said, I'm really excited to share this episode with with you this is something I recorded quite some time ago, so I didn't personally do this in the last little bit here. I'm on more of a feasting protocol right now where I'm eating every four hours. I'm not fasting at all, and I'm really trying to heal these last little bits of my hormone dysregulation. So if you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com contact and ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, let's do this thing hey i'm leanne vogel and you're listening to the keto diet podcast i've put together a free 21 page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today grab your free guide at keto women.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way i have not promoted fasting in the way that I'm about to for quite some time. When I went keto in 2014, I dabbled around with 24-hour fasts, 48-hour fasts, and, you know, I've been trying to, like, rack my brain. I don't know if I've done a long-term fast like this five-day fast on keto ever. I was a huge proponent. If you go way, way back into the archives of Healthful Pursuit, you're going to see a lot of juice fasting where I would do full-on juice and water fasts. For three days, five days, seven days. I even did a couple of 14 day juice fasts. And while juice fasts may really work for you, that's really, really awesome. I definitely got to a point where they were not working for me. So to be able to finally be in a healed space years and years after, to be able to do a fast with a healed body and know that my hormones uh, wouldn't be effective as much as they were when I was doing fasting at the very beginning of my journey was quite awesome. Now you might be wondering, why would one want to do a five day fast? And what signs should I look for to know that I need to do a fast? I'm going to get to all of that. In addition, I'm also going to be explaining the daily plan that I followed. Because originally, I was just going to drink bone broth and water. That was the plan. And then I got into day two. I was like, this is not going to work. I need to change things up. So I'm going to be talking about why I chose to change things up, how you can change things up, what to look for, all the things. But let's start off with why. Why did I choose to do a fast? Okay. Rewinding back to October, going through a stressful time, I was finding like anything that I ate was making me bloated. I was dealing with a lot of belly pain, acid reflux. I just wasn't feeling great. And looking back, I was definitely overeating because I was dealing with a lot of emotional things and I wasn't choosing like the best foods. Sure, they were quote unquote keto. And we've chatted about this so many times before. Just because a food is keto doesn't mean that it's great for your body. I was eating a lot of nuts and seeds, nut butters, things that I know my body just doesn't like in large quantities. So the acid reflux was a big thing. And also I was feeling like, my relationship to food was getting a little bit beyond me. Like, I was thinking about food a lot. I was looking forward to eating, and I wasn't really searching for happiness, fulfillment, or contentment outside of food. And anytime this happens, I really have to look at the relationship I have with my body and with food. And I definitely realized like I was giving food too high a priority on my list of awesome things to look forward to and it's a fine line if you have a history of an eating disorder like I do to be able to have experienced rather an eating disorder like anorexia to then be excited about eating is a really interesting space to be in because I used to be terrified of eating so that's really cool but in a space of bulimia where it kind of competes at least for me of when I was excited about food, I then looked at food as a restriction and then would eat food, feel guilty, and throw it up. So I'm kind of like not always dancing between these things, but when stress happens in my life, it has been a crazy couple of months. I am recording this episode mid-November. I'm hoping that things are going to get better soon because it's been it's been like nine months of just feeling like I'm getting hit from all angles and I am having a hard time breathing and living. So, you know, when things get like that, it's very easy to default to old eating behaviors. And I've been so proud of myself, although I do feel like my tendencies have increased. And yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to fasting in a sec. I just really want to preface like relationship to food stuff, because I feel like, If you are listening to this episode and you're being called to fast, you really need to check in with yourself and ask yourself, why am I doing this? If it's to lose weight, this is not the right episode for you. If it's to erase food choices that you've made over the last XYZ months, this is not the episode for you. I chose to incorporate this five-day fast into my life. I have been in remission from an eating disorder uh, for the last two years. And I felt like it was the right time for me based on the fact that the relationship to food and how I was approaching food was getting a little bit too excited. And I was dealing with a lot of pain. And the only way I knew how to stop the pain was to pause eating. So. If you have a disordered relationship with food or you think that you still do, please, there are other ways that you can do this. Many of my podcast episodes outline this. So I was dealing with a lot of bloating and pain and acid reflux due to all the foods that I knew that I shouldn't be eating because it didn't make me feel good. And I knew the only way to stop the pain as quickly as possible was to stop eating. Okay, so I chose a very specific time to do this, which was right before my period. I started this process directly after ovulation. So I consider my own ovulation. Now, this is through tracking and watching all my symptoms for many, 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 many months. In fact, I would say about the last two years, I've gotten really, really good with tracking my cycle from day 13 to 21. I would say that that's completely off limits for my fasting. So I chose day 22, 23, 24, 25 and 26. Now, that worked really well for me directly before my period because I knew that the next couple of days and my period was late by 3 days probably because of my fasting. So I knew that I'd have anywhere between 3 to 7 days to start eating whole foods again and start incorporating more carbohydrates so I could prepare for my period. So if you are still menstruating and you're looking to fast, I find directly before your period to give you some wiggle room right after ovulation is like the perfect time to do it. Now you might be like, right after ovulation, Leanne, that is not day 21. For me, my ovulatory process kind of starts on day 12. It's like pre ovulate like I'm just getting ready. My body's getting ready. By about day 19, I'm done. But day 19, 2021 20, is this transitional phase where I don't like to mess around with too much. And I'm still riding the high of happiness superwoman glow. If all of this period stuff is really interesting for you and you want to go even deeper with me, I'll include a link in today's show notes for the Empowered Woman Workshop. You can find out more by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash workshop two. And in there, I show you how to work with your cycle, understand your cycle so that you can start to adjust your lifestyle to match your cycle because it really is a powerful thing that you can match yourself with because it's happening whether you like it or not. And aligning yourself with your period, aligning yourself with ovulation and your cycle, your energy cycles is a very powerful thing. So I chose to do it right before my period, uh, which is definitely the best time, at least for me. And it felt like such a perfect opportunity to give this strategy a try. Now, had I been In recovery from amenorrhea for a year, I wouldn't have fasted. And that's why from the time I got my first period back in 2015 to now, we're talking a good, like four solid years before I even attempted a long-term fast like this. And even in perfectly balanced hormone status, I still delayed my period by doing this by fasting for five days. I did not have food. I'm going to explain what I ate in just a sec or what I enjoyed, I guess you could say. (gasps) Yeah, it's still, I'm still late. In fact, I have my little cycle journal right here. I'm going to check because I can't remember how late I was, but I remember thinking, yeah, duh. Yeah, I got my cycle on day 31. Generally, I get it on day 28. So there you have it. I had a couple extra days to incorporate more food, but, um, It is very, very, very rare that I go beyond 28, 29 days. So I would say that it's very much a contributing factor Okay, so it seems like the whole health and fitness world is talking about glucose these days, and for good reason. Poor glucose control is tied to weight gain, fatigue, sexual dysfunction, diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart disease, stroke, and so much more. Now, you may think that poor glucose control is all due to the common stuff like sugar, potatoes, refined things, but this is custom to the person. So how do we track our glucose so that we can find out which foods we should and should not be eating. Well, Levels, Levels is an app that takes continuous glucose monitoring mainstream. In addition to providing you with CGM sensors, the Levels app interprets your data, scores your individual meals, and allows you to run experiments across different inputs like diet, exercise, or even new fasting protocols that you're testing. They're backed by a world-class team, including a Stanford-trained MD, top engineers from SpaceX and Google, and a research team that includes legends in the space like Dr. Dom DiAgostino and Dr. David Perlmutter. I've been using Levels since September 2020 and have been able to determine which carbs don't set me off, like having beans, medjool dates, figs, and oranges on my ketogenic diet where I can stay metabolically healthy and in a ketogenic state while indulging in a couple of sweet treats. They're currently running a closed beta program with a wait list of 115,000 people, but you can skip that line and join Levels today by using the link k. KDP. Again, that's levels.link slash KDP. So day one, I wake up in the morning and I'm like fasting day. I wouldn't recommend planning a lunch date on day one of your fast. Uh, This had been planned uh, many days in advance. So I went for a lunch date to Chili's, one of my most favorite restaurants. Don't judge me, okay? It is like Their fries are so tasty. And yes, they fried in all the inflammatory oils and their their ribs are just delicious. So I went there and was hungry. (laughs) Day one of a fast, you're going to be hungry. If anyone says that they're not hungry on day one of a fast, they're basically an elf or a fairy or something. I don't even know how they do it. So I was very, very hungry. I just kept drinking water This was the very first fast because it's been so long. This product was not out when I used to fast. I used Peak Tea Fasting Tea. Now, I really like the cinnamon flavor because it doesn't have caffeine. And I definitely did not want to incorporate caffeine on day one of my fast. So I had water, Peak Tea. I probably had about six packets on day one and bone broth. I was pretty shaky in yoga, so I chose to do a gentle and yin only class. Now, I had planned this before. Like, day one is that transitionary day where your body's like, okay, I should have had lunch, but I didn't. What's happening? You know? So I knew that I was going to feel a little bit off, so I chose to do a more gentle workout. I highly recommend that for you too but to each their own. And I felt very sensitive to sounds and light. Now I am a very sensitive person. It doesn't take much for me. But if you are a highly sensitive person like me, you might find that you're sensitive to sound and light. So the reason I chose to do the fast at this very moment in my cycle is because fasting I find is such a drawn in energy where you are naturally just wanting to draw in on yourself during days 21 to 28 or 29 or 30 of your cycle. And so fasting plus that it's very common to just want to draw in and you become sensitive to light and sounds. And so it was a perfect match of energy. Whereas I wouldn't recommend doing a fast on days I don't know, about 10 to 15, especially because you're ovulating. You want to be out there. You want to go dancing with your girlfriends. You want to like go for a hike and do these things. You don't want to be fasting during that time. So I found that I was very sensitive to sounds and light and adding essential oil blends to my water really helped settle my stomach. I used the digest blend from doTERRA. I will include a link in the Show notes if you're not familiar with this blend. I think it's called Digest Zen. I don't know. It's blue. I love it. I've used it forever. And I just add a drop to water when I just need to settle my stomach. And this is coming from a space where I'd been constipated for many days. I was dealing with acid reflux. It was a lot of stuff going on. So I just wanted to settle my stomach, and that worked really well. So again, it was water, peak tea, bone broth, adding essential oil to water. Now you can do hot water, cold water. I meditated a whole bunch that day and all was good. We're going to get to day two in just one second. I just want to let you guys know this is the very first announcement and I completely forgot to share this with you. I'm starting a new podcast. Now, that doesn't mean the Keto Diet Podcast is going to go away. I'm going to keep rocking this show until you make me get off the stage. But I wanted to start a new podcast to chat about a lot of the stuff that I've been working through personally. I know that the Keto Diet Podcast is probably not the best place to share share information about crystals and meditation and healing and love. So I've started a new show called Love Rebel. You can search for it in your favorite podcast player. New episodes are coming at you in 2020. So you can subscribe today so you don't miss the upcoming episodes. My intention for Love Rebel is is to share different ways on how to love yourself, love others, and see love in everyday experiences. So again, you can find more by searching for Love Rebel. There's an episode up there right now. You can listen to it. Let me know what you think, and there'll be more coming in 2020. Okay, day two. Now, at day two... I was following the protocol for day one, water, peak tea, bone broth, I added some activated charcoal lemonade and salt as I got shakier. So I was dealing with some shakiness. And this is quite normal for me. When I do fast, I thought for sure this wouldn't be a problem because it had been so long. But yep, sure enough, started getting shaky. So the activated charcoal definitely helped settle my stomach because I was dealing with digestive issues. And the salt helped me deal with my electrolyte balance. So I added that into the mix. Now, if you're wondering how, it's basically three capsules of activated charcoal. I just break them open, add them to my Yeti water bottle, add, I don't know, probably a quarter teaspoon of salt and a bunch of fresh lemon juice. Like the more fresh lemon juice, the better. And my mouth is like puckering up and now I have saliva dripping everywhere. It's so good. And then in the evening, I added juiced watercress. Okay, so if you have a juicer, you can juice it yourself or you can just go to Whole Foods, grab some watercress. They have a bunch of different types of mixtures. Now, I chose watercress because it's very stimulating to help with cleansing and I was just being called to add it. I'm a very intuitive human and I feel like that's why I do what I do is so that I can teach you all the things that I'm learning about my body and maybe it will resonate with you too. So The juice I chose to go with was a watercress celery cucumber parsley juice. That's all that was in there. It really helped with my energy. It helped. I had a really bad headache, probably because I didn't supplement with salt on day one as much as I should have. Definitely learn from my mistake, please. And then in the evening to really get my gut going, I added up some salts with hydrogen peroxide to my bath. Now you can look up the ratio online so you don't like burn your skin. I don't even know if that will happen. But I basically put like half a bag of magnesium into the bath, uh, the Epsom salts rather. And then I don't know, like a quarter cup and we had a really, really big bath in the rental house we were staying in. So I added a quarter cup of hydrogen peroxide and that just allows for the magnesium to be more readily absorbed into your body. Now, this will make you very, very, very sleepy and always gives me the best bowel movements. So be mindful of that. Okay, so let's reiterate. Day one, my mistake was not adding enough salt. So please do that. I was drinking water, peak tea, peak tea rather and bone broth. Okay, very sensitive to sounds and light. I added an essential oil blend, which I will add to the show notes. And then day two, I added watercress juice. This is an option. I really enjoy adding it to my cleanses. Activated charcoal lemonade with salt as I got shakier. And this won't be a problem for you if you supplement with electrolytes, which I just, I don't know. I've been doing this so long, you'd think I'd learn from my mistakes, but clearly not. Magnesium bath is always a good idea, always, always, but especially helpful when you're cleansing. Okay. And then on day three, I did everything from day one and two. Okay. So we have the water, peak tea, bone broth, lots of liquids, essential oil blend in my water, watercress juice in the afternoon, activated charcoal lemonade. Now make sure when you're doing the charcoal lemonade that you are not consuming it around other liquids. Give yourself a couple of hours just to process it. So on day three, I did all those things, but I also added a probiotic supplement. I have been loving the new inner eco sparkling cavita type of water situation look it up. I'm not being paid to say this. In fact, this company is like completely non-responsive to me wanting to work with them, which is such a bummer because they're so amazing. But if you just Google Inner Eco, see if it's at your store um, or with you locally. I don't even know if you can order it online. It's basically water kefir that's unflavored, unsweetened, just plain old kefir. You could make your own, but that takes way too long (laughs) for me anyway. So I just added that into the mix. I drank a lot lot more water on day three. Um, just cause I was not feeling dehydrated, but just like thirsty. Like I just wanted to drink a whole bunch. Um, and that's how I knew that my digestive issues were, were getting a little bit better. Again, I did the charcoal lemonade. And then another piece that I added was self massage on the gut. So as my belly started to be less bloated and less painful, like it was painful to the touch. Oh my goodness. I really got to stop eating so many nuts and seeds, which I I'm working on. I grabbed some coconut oil and I just rubbed my gut. So starting on the right side of your gut and moving up towards your belly and then down again. Um, I guess this would be in a clockwise direction if you're looking down at your belly, just going in a clockwise direction Oh, and just getting all the massage in there. You can add some essential oils into the mix if you'd like and can be really helpful that self-massage. So that was day three. We all know the health benefits of salmon, rich in omega-3, selenium, vitamin D, the nutrients that keep your thyroid and metabolism revved up, and your skin looking glowy and healthy. But a lot of us steer clear of fish because of accessibility, cost, and taste. Some of that store-bought stuff really has a rank taste and smell to it, am I right? Not Wild Alaskan Seafood Box, a salmon delivery service that takes wild-caught to a whole new level. Their seafood is wild-caught from Alaska via small boat fishermen, working directly with friends friends families to deliver the freshest, most authentic seafood right to your home from the local small mom and pop processor in Petersburg, Alaska to you. You can go to wildalaskanseafoodbox.com KDP to load up plus get $25 off your first order. Again, that's wildalaskanseafoodbox.com KDP. Use the code KDP for $25 off your first order order. Now on to day four plan. Now I'm going to share the day four plan with you after I tell you about our cyber body campaign. Have you heard about this? Oh my gosh, today is the last day that you can get 40% off any membership level of my 12 week video training program. Happy Keto Body. Go to happyketobody.com. Use the coupon code cyber body and get 40% off any of the levels. Now you can also use this coupon code if you are a lifetime member or a 14 week member and you want to upgrade to VIP. So go on, Use that coupon code you have until tonight. That's Sunday, December 1st at 1159 p.m. Pacific to take advantage of this 40% off special. Again, it's Cyber Body, all in caps for 40% off at happyketobody.com. And then starting today, also, I'm doing a 40% off sale for my balanced keto meal plans. It goes until the 5th. And when you get the one-year plan, you're also going to get a free copy of my keto holiday cookbook. So if you go to healthfulpursuit.com slash balanced keto. You can use the coupon code CYBERMEALS to get 40% off until December 5th. And if you're like, Leanne, you're being so generous. I know, I know. But actually, it's our cyber um, celebration, cyber week celebration. And this time, I'm kind of like phasing it. So Cyber Body, again, ends tonight at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. Go to happyketobody.com to take advantage of that. And from today until the 5th, you can use the coupon code CYBERMEALS to get 40% off off my keto meal plans. And when you get the one year meal plan, you also get a copy of my keto holiday cookbook. Okay, day four plan, I started incorporating a little bit of caffeine on day four in the form of white tea, just a touch of caffeine. Um, You could also use peak tea for this. Their fasting uh, protocols have a little bit of caffeine if you want to add that. I just find like come the end of the fast, like we're talking, I only have two more days left. My energy is starting to build. I really want to get high on this energy. A little touch of caffeine is really helpful. Now, I started having really awesome bowel movements on day four, so I didn't change any of the protocol. So the big ones, again, I'm going to repeat the peak tea Fasting tea. And I was not paid to talk about peak tea. I just really, really like them. Uh, Drinking a lot of water, the bone broth, add the salt. Essential oil blends to your water can be helpful too. I added a watercress juice in the evening, activated charcoal lemonade. You see the pattern here? Yeah. I gave myself a self massage on day four all over my body, got myself all filled with oil. It felt super luxurious and very feminine. I highly recommend that every human being do this. And then on day five, I switched back to water and essential oils only. So it was just water and essential oil blend that digests Zen. I also incorporated some of the Zendocrine mixture. It's a detoxification blend of tangerine peel, rosemary leaf, geranium plant, juniper berry, and cilantro. Just one drop in my entire water bottle for the day. Yeah, and that was the fast I did. I was actually pretty Proud of myself for doing it, but also it felt completely natural and it was unlike any other fast because it just wasn't hard. And I really, really feel like it's because I was totally meant to do a fast. And it was just this natural thing. I wasn't pushing myself to do things. I was adjusting my plan as I went. And that's what a key, key thing is. Okay. So if you're like, oh my gosh, Leanne just did this bone broth, liquid fast thing. I want to do this with her. This sounds so great. I want to do what she did. You might get to day three and it just might be different for you. And it's so, so important that you listen to your body. And I want you to feel empowered to adjust things as you need. And that's totally okay. So after day five, I woke up on day six. I was like, maybe I can do six days. And I'm like, no, Leanne, your period is coming. You need a couple days to start eating again before your period comes. Otherwise, it's going to be a hot mess. So how I came off the fast. For day one, I did smoothies and soups. I used a ton of collagen. Like I loaded up the collagen. I probably had eight scoops of collagen and four scoops of gelatin. Like I just did it. Smoothies, bone broth, soup, a little bit of fat. I didn't incorporate a ton of fat. I would say it was probably 30 grams overall for the day because I just wanted to be really, really gentle with myself. And we're not talking like a lot of food. Like when you fasted for five days, the last thing you want to do is like pound a cheeseburger or even like pound a big bowl of anything. Nah, it was just breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, I started off with some bone broth blended with more gelatin blended with some, uh, it was cauliflower. Yeah. Um, now if you're sensitive to things like cauliflower, broccoli, I wouldn't recommend that that's your first thing. Otherwise you're going to get really gassy and then be pissed. So just listen to your body, understand what foods you're sensitive to and move forward. On day two, I started incorporating a incorporating rather a little bit of solid foods. I had salads and fish on day two. And then on day three, after the fast, I just went back to regular eating, still keeping up with my bone broth daily. So this was like a big deal. After my fast, now it's been, I would say a month and a couple of days since my fast, I have been religiously enjoying bone broth every morning before I eat. And that is so huge and it's been so helpful for my belly. And I've kept up with that. And that is just so great. Now, like I said, it's been about a month and a bit since I did this fast. I could see myself maybe doing this again if I experience any digestive issues. It was really, really helpful for that and it hasn't gotten bad because I haven't been eating nuts and seeds and all the things that I know hurt my belly. I was also indulging in a lot of chickpeas, which I know hurt my belly if I eat too many of them. So like, duh. But again, it's a great tool in my toolkit. Will I do it every month? No, because it delayed my period. And in fact, the first day of my period was quite horrible. Like it wasn't great. And my moods have been a tiny bit off. Now I don't know if that's because of the fast, but it's really the only thing I changed, but it's hard to tell, like life happens and you never know. Was it this? Was it that? Was it the other thing? But I did notice day one wasn't all that pleasant, like at all. I was in more pain, I had a headache. I didn't want to be around people. So I think maybe perhaps if I were to do this again, I'd try to just do three days and just start with the charcoal earlier and see if that makes any difference. And I think if I were to do this again, I would incorporate CBD oil into it because I stopped my CBD oil practice during the fast. And I probably shouldn't have done that because I noticed that I didn't feel as good and I noticed quite quickly. So if you are supplementing with CBD oil um, and you're like, should I incorporate this into my fast or not? I wish I would have. So if you're kind of on the fence about that, you have two thumbs up from me. Yeah. So I hope that me sharing my experience was really helpful. Overall, it was a great experience. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I gave myself years and years and years to heal my body to a place where I could do something like this, where I wasn't a whole mess and I didn't completely react. Now I still reacted a touch, but it was nothing like it would have been a couple of years ago when I was still healing from amenorrhea and imbalanced hormones. It was relatively great. My digestion is very thankful and if you try something like this let me know what you think let me know how you reacted to it what your results have been Um, you can just catch me on instagram just tag me in a post that you create i'd love to hear how your experience has been i hope you really enjoyed today's episode like i said if you listened and you were like i really want to do this but i think my estrogen is low because i haven't had a period in three months Please, please, please do not do it. If you need support, like one on one support, and you're looking for a coach, I'm a holistic nutritionist and I'd love to help you out. I'm still accepting a couple new uh, clients. I kind of sprinkle them here and there as my calendar opens up. You can click the link in the show notes to find out more about one on one coaching with me, or you can simply go to healthfulpursuit.com, click on the shop icon at the top, and then find out more details about my coaching on that page. Okay, next up on the podcast, episode 310, I'm chatting with Lauren Weiss about boosting keto effectiveness with behavioral nutrition. Ooh, this one was really good. And then episode 311, I had Jacqueline Siegel on to chat about her keto experience with mental health and how she uses keto to assist her mental health. Um, So I look forward to seeing you then and uh, have a great rest of your day. Okay, bye.